gets better. Say that it gets better. O-P-S, I'm O-P-S, I'm gay. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish. The podcast that wants to remind you, you never know who has a butt plug in their ass at any given moment. And this is a fact you're going to remember in the near future when talking to someone and then you'll picture it and you won't be able to stop picturing it. And then you'll remember they're still talking. You haven't heard a word of what they've said for the past five minutes. So you just say, "Uh uh-huh. And that's how you got stuck making the turkey at some stupid Thanksgiving potluck, which, by the way, is one of the worst events to wear your butt plug to. (laughs) <laughs> I, there, there's, I have one little correction though okay you know if you're wearing a butt plug hopefully it's other people it depends on the butt plug and the ass that you're talking about <laughs> i'm mike johnson i'm kyle Getz. we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality and today we're, we're going to talk about fairies i am very excited to talk <laughs> about fairies <laughs> that your one pun that you were like I, ready I was, to go i was sitting on that all day like a butt plug <laughs> 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 but first, but first, we have a couple of things to talk about up front. Yeah. You know, news and whatnot. Per use. So on YouTube, I discovered there is a three part web series that Jack Meridue is involved with. He's one of the twinks that I follow on YouTube that mm. is sexy and fun. Um, anyway, it's called Gay Ish. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a dash. So yeah. it's very different. G-A-Y dash I-S-H. And it's actually really good. I watched all of it and I, I really, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, in, in the third episode, Alaska Thunderfuck, who's a really famous drag queen, uh, gives this really, I think, important speech about gay people and our community and that we should really be looking out for each other and taking care of each other. And, and we don't always do that. Oh, um, I recently have been watching Insatiable on netflix it's a nickname for your butt (laughs) (laughs) and interestingly the butt plug that goes in it great just everything (laughs) um it's like about beauty pageants in the south and it's the most it's like on the surface very campy but actually what you you, nothing you you said you you said you said pageants in the south and i immediately smelled hairspray like it just, like, <laughs> like just feel, like you can feel the child that got murdered in a pink dress but it's like although it's campy and like uh, kind of hokey at first it actually covers some really serious stuff like uh, a guy who's by um, someone who st- tries to start a polyamorous relationship um, someone coming out after being married and trying to figure all that out so it has some really interesting and deep concepts Wow. And I think that's why they made it campy on the surface so that you can like, you don't have to just sit there in like sexual discomfort. Interesting. It, I have had zero alcohol today and I couldn't <laughs> say the fucking word interesting. I think that's why we do drinks. <laughs> just Loosen lubricate. Up. Yeah. Lips, uh, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. Ma- mommy made me mash my M&Ms. We used to sing that in like elementary school choir to get warmed up. I bet the kids whose moms were dead were felt really bad about that. <laughs> they were like, she died because I matched the M&M's. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> Off to a great start so far. We're doing so good. Um, uh, okay. So next, we have to talk about Chechnya. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, He's so hot in the new American Horror Story. Right? There are apparently gay concentration camps in the Republic of Chechnya now. Um, Which before, I like, I knew... 
I mean, we kind of like vaguely heard about this, but it was more like people were being captured and maybe killed or maybe beaten and returned. Yep. Um, so the fact, I think the concentration camp aspect to me is new or that it's confirmed or something. Yep. Reports have emerged that a hundred or more gay men were detained and three killed in concentration camps last week. Novaya Gazeta, which is a Russian newspaper, uh, said that several camps have been set up in Chechnya where gay men have been forced to promise to leave the Republic and tortured hmm. they left out the torture part electric shocks and beaten to death in concentration camps um wow. which is the first concentration camp known for homosexuals since hitler's camps in the 1930s uh so katerov the president president katerov uh who is a big ally of vladimir putin uh has ordered a clamp down and he previously has encouraged extrajudicial killings of gay men. So he was encouraging non-law enforcement people or law enforcement people to just kill gay guys and not worry about it. Um, By non-judicial... Extrajudicial. Extrajudicial killings? Mm-hmm. So you mean murder? Yeah. 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 Which is what the death penalty is called if you're not the government. <laughs> I still think about that sometimes <laughs> and just laugh to myself. Um... But then at the same time, and I think this is hilarious, this is like new levels of Trumpian, your bullshit is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Katerov claims that there are no gay men in the Republic and denies the arrests ever took place. So he has camps set up for the people that don't exist. Right, right, right. He has, he's, <laughs> he's stolen, kidnapped, put in camps, a group of people that are not real. Mm-hmm. He's asked no one to leave. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. killed no one. Because yep. he can't. Because yep. that they don't. Yep. Well, that's good. Although I'm starting to think forcing all of those gay guys to leave Chechnya, say that they would leave Chechnya, they're really doing them a favor. <laughs> like they hopefully get, they'll well, yeah. Like get I, out. Get out. And they're like, you've been trying. Yeah. <laughs> um but like hopefully they're well, I doubt there's any nicety going on, but like, you know, people are, that are there might be because they have family there or they can't leave or so like yeah. You know, throwing that hardship on them and, um, you know, yeah, where are they going to go? And that should be a, something that like you, someone would take in those people because as refugees, because they are in imminent danger. But like, I don't know, go somewhere to go to Canada, I think. Like, don't yeah. come here if that's. Yeah, don't. No. don't. Mm-hmm. One, of, one of the things happening in the camps is they're being beaten in an attempt to force them to reveal other members of the gay community oh, that doesn't fuck. exist. Yeah. But I think I'm already on record, but I'm going to repeat it. If if I am beaten to reveal the names of gay people, I'm going to fucking say every name I know. Yep. I'm just yep. going to sing like a bird. <laughs> every name you know. Abraham Lincoln, George Carlton, <laughs> Tommy Lauren. Um, yeah, I like it's it's this weird state. I mean, just like a lot of like politics in the news right now of this is a horrible thing on like Hitler level bad. Yeah. OK, well, that's a. I don't know, but how do maybe, you maybe, but Hitler level bad? Just not at the same scope. Yeah, sure. At least not yeah. I, as soon as I said that, I was like, well, uh, uh, I don't know. Anyway, it's really bad is what I'm saying. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> not, not great. Um, but like what? Like I can't do anything. Like, I don't know what it's like existing in this thing where, you know, this big moment in history and they're going to look back at how terrible it is. But like, what do you, I, it's this state of like, I'm not. I'm not going to fly over there or like, yeah. Or do you like, so do you raise awareness for it somehow or donate money to something or protest or I don't, I don't know what to do. And instead of looking it up or figuring it out what to do, I just complain about it. I mean, on a certain level, vote blue and encourage people to vote 
Blue, you gave money to Beto O'Rourke's campaign for Senate there in Texas, which yeah. I'm really proud of you for doing, by the way. And Thank you. like, if if we have a more blue government, maybe we won't leave the human rights part of mm. the UN. Yeah. <laughs> and we will pressure Russia and Chechnya to oh, right. get their shit together. We may actually place sanctions on yeah. countries that are doing shit like this instead of being like... Eh. So start small and start local, like yeah. voting, voting for voting for Democrats, I guarantee increases the chances that the United States will pressure those countries into getting their fucking shit together. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, Beto O'Rourke, if I have any listeners in Texas or with money, mm -hmm. um, I very passionate about him in Texas and very excited. He's running against fuck brain mctweetwad mm -hmm. um ted cruz thanks i couldn't think of rafael cruz rafael cruz that's actually a pretty badass name <laughs> yeah um i was all i could think of was rick santorum i don't know why but of um, course he had to change his name so that he just sounded less brown which is interesting because like beto like grew up along the mexican border so like has m somehow has more connection to not somehow by actually caring about <laughs> yeah mexicans mexican-americans hispanics and Americans, like, he's able to speak more to that community than Ted Cruz. Interesting enough. Anyway, he's awesome. The fact that Texas is in this type of a race for Senate is really cool. Yeah. I'm really, I've been talking about how much I love Texas in spite of itself for so long. And I just, uh, please, if you can, donate or share information about Beto on the internet. Or, um, you know, if you live in Texas, vote for him if you can because if we could get texas to be supportive of everyone's rights that's such a huge part of our state that like the state that controls most of what your textbooks say yeah. like let's get them on on the good side yay that's my campaign this has been paid for by no one beto 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 Be Be oh i've just been reading his name beto 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 o'rourke Beto. Sounds Beto. like a made up name. Yeah. Yeah. But true. He's real. He is real. Vote for him. And he's sexy. Okay. Um, next in news. So in the Vietnamese version of The Bachelor. Oh, yeah. 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 You saw this too? I did. I didn't read anything about it, but I just saw the thing and smiled and moved on. Great. Yeah. So I, I'm going to fuck up all of these names. I'm really, I'm really sorry, people who speak Vietnamese. I cannot read these names. And I, I, I don't know if I should feel bad about that or not. They're just very difficult for my cracker white English native speaking mouth. Yeah. So the bachelor's name is Wen Dak Trung, and he gave a rose to contestant Truck New, and then did not give a rose to Min Thu. So the she then spoke up in the episode and confessed her love. Not for Trung, the bachelor, but for New, one of the other contestants. So, the one that one that got a rose? Yeah. So she's like, I'm like pretty much I'm glad you didn't give me a rose because I'm in love with this sexy mama sit standing behind me. <laughs> and then went over and gave her gave her a hug. And then they have like a moment and it's really adorable. You should see it. It's on on YouTube. And then Thu attempted to give her rose back to Trung the Bachelor because she's like, yeah, I'm down. I'm leaving with her. What? Yep. And then it's interesting. There's probably something cultural going on here, but um, Trung told her, I think that you will regret this in the future. So just think really carefully about this. I'm not going to give this rose to anybody else. 
you should hang on to it so you don't regret anything, hmm. which just seems very like maybe you should smile more or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, well, I mean, that seems like a very reasonable response to like, I'm not like in America, I'd be like, fuck you, you lesbian cunt. Like, go, sit, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. so to be like, OK, and also glad you didn't take the rose and be like, hey, runner up, yep. get on up here. Yep. <laughs> you earned a spot now. Yep. Then the, the two the two ladies were together and left and ran off. Oh, hooray. Do we know what they're doing now? Well, moving in. No. So in typical gayish fashion, I'm going to make it sad now. Oh. Uh, she decided to come back to the show after all. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But as far as we can tell, this is the first time in history a bachelor of the Bachelor franchise. The two contestants went for each other during a se- uh, during a season. Mm. Although uh, apparently in Bachelor Australia, two contestants um, fell in love and are together. But that happened after the show. They met on the show and they're now together as lesbians oh, in australia that's awesome yeah anyway ta-da um <laughs> this has been our new podcast called only the news and oh. none of the rest yep <laughs> goodbye yep. yep 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 um that was a long no that was all really interesting um i wanted to tell you okay tell um, me i had this discovery about stereotypes recently okay and what i realized as i was thinking about you know when since nowadays, every time I run into some kind of gay or straight stereotype, I write it down in case I want to do my gayest and straightest. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And what I realized is stereotypes when all of a sudden I realize that I'm doing some stereotype, it's because I'm uncomfortable or anxious about doing it the way I want to do it. Oh, interesting. So like for me, stereotypes come in the form of doing something because of anxiety that I just would normally want to do like probably the thing that's considered more feminine. Interesting. Okay. So I just think like what we, anytime we think of a stereotype or at least anytime I talk about stereotypes, it's comes from this place of discomfort. If I like wasn't uncomfortable with it, I probably wouldn't even think at all about it being a stereotype. I just do that thing. Oh, okay. You know? So you think you only notice it because of internalized homophobia? Yeah, and internalized masculinity, or I don't know if that's inter, but Wh- like, which is what I've named my butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and I don't know. It could be in right now. <laughs> no, we, we you have no idea. You, we have no idea. There's no way to tell. There's no butt plugerometer. Yep. Um, I'm trying to figure out if that's the same for me or not. I don't think it is. Oh, but maybe. I'm an anxious person. Yeah, you are. Do, 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 do. Um, I do want to real quick read this thing that I found um, okay. on Facebook. This person, uh, I believe, is a uh, phlebotomist. I am only a phlebotomist <laughs> after I've bottomed. <laughs> then I'll flip. Total phlebotomist. <laughs> <laughs> um, a person who takes blood. Oh, okay. Um, and... I want your reaction to this whole thing. Okay. The way our culture treats boys sickens me. I had an 11-year-old boy in my room to have blood drawn today. He was crying. Not bawling or throwing a fit, just a few nervous tears. His guardian kept telling him to man up and stop acting like a sissy. Then she... Interesting. Then she threatened to record him crying to show it to all of his friends, which made him cry more. I told her we had a strict no recording or photo policy. And she got mad at me for ruining the joke. Oh, Jesus. When this woman went to the bathroom, I told the kid it was okay to express his emotions however he needed to, and even grown men are scared of needles. That everyone is scared of something, and he was brave for doing it even though he was scared. Stop 
telling boys they aren't really boys for expressing emotions. You know why women and femmes have to fear violent men? Because of this shit that represses boys and men. Crying doesn't make you weak. Fear doesn't make you weak. But berating a child for showing those things makes you one weak-ass adult. I, like, could not agree more. If I could just, like, fall into that statement and swim around, I would do it. Yeah. Um, I actually have something that I wrote that I published recently that's exactly about this, the way we raise and culture boys. Um, not to toot my own words. But, um, yeah, like, the idea of trying to shove your emotions, like, way down deep and not express them leads to violent outbursts yep. and is mm. a huge part of the masculinity problem and sucks that, like... You ha we have to like think to remind boys like it's cool to cry it's cool to have emotions that thing every human does yeah it's cool to to show people that you do do that too alternatively hold it all inside force yourself on girls you might end up on the supreme court someday <laughs> you too could be nominated there will be no consequences whatsoever yeah Grab him by the pussy. Anyway, that's not where we're going. I, Do you want to talk about fairies? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, we, fairies. Fairies. Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. Why are gay guys called fairies? Um, it is because of Robert James Ferriton, who was the very first gay man. It was Adam and Eve and Robert. <laughs> People don't talk about Robert too much. He's kind of behind the scenes a lot. Funny he had a surname too. Like, yeah. even though he was yeah, like yeah, yeah. Ferris. third out of the God revolver. You know? Yeah. Like the, by the third, God was like, he thought through it and he was like, man, if I keep creating y'all and you keep giving you one name, there's, mm -hmm. I'm going to run out at some point. Yep. Yep. No, I, <laughs> I have no idea why. Why can, can you imagine, like Adam? Adam who? Adam. Adam. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Eve is like, wait, Adam. <laughs> He's like, there's one person. It's, if it's not you, it's me. Anyway, Great. I have no idea. Okay. Um, Do you know, or was that just a? So it's actually kind of a mystery why the word fairy applies to gay guys. There's. Um, so my thing could be true. Your thing could be true. Yeah. It's not, but, but, but it, but it could be, um, I, I did, I did find some articles that talked about the word faggot and how that became a term for homosexual men, especially. Mm -hmm. And there's apparently some parallels between that and fairies, hmm. sissies, nancies, these other terms that became terms for a homosexual person, a homosexual man. What's uh, the the faggot root? I've heard that it's like bundles of sticks used to be yep. called a faggot, and then they burned gay men. Yep, the is that all true? The, the term faggot became uh, meant a, a bundle of sticks, and it shows up around thirteen hundred in English, old English. It almost certainly came from old French, and possibly goes back to the Greek, uh, phacalos. Um, mm -hmm. th those bundles of sticks were used for fires, and so the term became came to mean burning sticks. And uh, then in medieval times, heretics were burned at the stake and heretics who repented and were spared the fiery death, which is a shitty way to go. Oh, if God. Game of Thrones has taught me anything, it's <laughs> that you do not want to be burned to death. Um, but they had to wear a picture of a faggot on their sleeve to show that that's the fate that they were spared from. Oh, but then the trail kind of goes murky. There's no print evidence that homosexuals were referred to as faggots before the 20th century. And the usage of 
that term to mean gay people definitely originated in the United States, not in England. Man. Um, in fact, the British continued to use the words fag and faggot as nouns, verbs, and adjectives right through the early early 20th century, and they never used it to talk about gay people. Um, hey. I'm trying to think of how to add, attribute this, because it's, uh, all of this is coming from straightdope.com, which if you don't know straightdope.com, it's amazing. Cecil Adams is the... Um, a guy that wrote it, he's he's written that article, that column for years and years and years since the 1970s, and he's amazing, a fantastic writer, it does some really good sleuthing about these kinds of things. I've never heard of him. Yep. So the first known published use of the word faggot or fag to refer to a male homosexual appeared in 1914 in the U.S. It referred to a homosexual ball where the men were dressed in drag and called them faggots. Oh. Wait, 1914? Yep. Wasn't there a little world war we were fighting? Wasn't that around that time? Isn't World War One Around that time. Maybe. I actually don't know the dates of World War One. I. I have a degree in this shit. You have a degree in World War One? Yep. I have a degree in faggots. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, started in 1914. Boom, motherfucker! Went to 1918. I, like, that date stands out so specifically in my mind, so... Um, anyway, Ernest Hemingway in The Sun Also Rises, mm-hmm. which was published in 1926, included the line, quote, you're a hell of a good guy, and I'm fonder of you than anybody on earth. I couldn't tell you that in New York. It'd mean I was a faggot. Oh, Ernest. Yeah. And uh, a 1921 site says androgynes are known as fairies, fags, or brownies. Um, what are androgynes? Um, I think like androgynous oh like when i asked that you like leaned down a little bit like you're you slumped over as if like don't ask that and let's just move on yeah, from it because it might know. take us down a different hole that we <laughs> didn't expect to go down okay that's fine um <laughs> um so here the, the the part where it actually might have to do with fairies okay <laughs> is that there is a a progression that happens where a word that is a woman or a girl becomes a term that has that means a woman a girl or a child becomes a term that means effeminate male and then becomes a term for a homosexual hmm. so that happened with the word gay for instance uh, gay was a, a female first name for a long time hmm. it happened with faggot apparently they think that that um it I mean it used to mean an ill-tempered woman also oh. and so that became one way that it might have gone into that pipeline that it evolved into the other end of this pipeline is it's a term for a gay guy and then fairies fairies were traditionally female there were exceptions but they were they were little feminine sprites pixie sprite things and that also similarly went through these transformations and became a term for um a gay male interesting but anyway in the, in the 20th century uh the first decades of the 20th century that's when homosexuals started being called fairies not exactly sure why, but the, the best theory is that it's because of this tendency to take words that refer to women in some way, and they gradually transform into men. Oh, queen. Queen is the other one that they were talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That went through that same sort of Give me one example where queen is used to refer to a female. Right. <laughs> I defy you. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Uh, flamer. Okay. Flamer. Does that come from faggot? Because we set them on fire and then they're flaming? I don't know. 
Okay. I'm going to do one search if it doesn't come up with an answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, what you're not seeing here is I always get annoyed with Mike for looking things up while we're talking because I'm more comfortable about not knowing things and making it up. And no, it doesn't say. Oh. I think yeah. it's when, what was Robert Ferratron? What was whatever name I gave Rob, Adam and even Robert? Yeah. When Robert was sent down to hell because you could be then. Yeah. for being gay and he was on fire and he was like ouch then they were like oh gays are flamers yeah 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 no i agree yeah i agree mm-hmm. we're very flammable too <laughs> yes don't here's More, don't like don't light any matches around gay nope. people nope that's why you never see gay people smoking uh which is also why we get called poofs yeah light light a match near us and poof <laughs> <laughs> yeah avoid uh you know, kerosene swimming pools when you're around gay people. Um, and just generally don't set them on fire really is my advice. Yeah. That's, you know, words to live by. Yep. Um, yep, 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 yep. Well, oh, was that all about the, where stuff came from? Yeah. I I do a question before we leave the whole, like, where did it come from? Do you even hear it that much anymore? I feel like it's something that I used to hear more often. Like when I was a kid. Yeah. Like a fucking fairy. Yeah. But I, like it, like it has sort of died out. Yeah, I agree. It's like, seems like it's not, maybe it's just because it's like not as strong of an insult as faggot. Like saying fairy is like, oh heck. And faggot is like, oh hell. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, at this point, if you're like, you're such a fairy, it's like, come on, like be a man. Use a real man's word like faggot. Fairy is to faggot as gosh darn it is to God damn it. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I don't know why it wouldn't be used as much anymore. Um, well, I'm going to tell you. Do tell me. About radical fairies. Radical fairies. Yeah. They're called rad fairs. Rad fairs. I don't, I had made that up. That might not be true. RFs. RFs. Okay. R to the F. Um, already I love it. Those two, <laughs> those two words together is fantastic. Yep. Right? Yeah. That combination, that visual evocation militant cream puff like put put this really (laughs) aggressive adjective on a not so aggressive noun i like it go ahead militant cream puff yes it's the name of my butt plug (laughs) (laughs) um so radical fairies is a loose worldwide uh association (laughs) i bet they're loose (laughs) (laughs) they're Is that bottom shaming? Don't care. (laughs) No, they loosely associate. They're like not like a formal, rigorous, tight society. (laughs) I can't. Okay. Um, And it runs counterculture to the gay rights movement. Um, The idea is they're rejecting a word I had not heard of until I read this article: hetero imitation. Oh, okay. Uh, Like uh, heteronormative, like like acting like straight people, sort of. Yeah. Or and the idea being gay people in working on gay rights. This is when they, why they run counterculture to the gay rights of gay people constantly working towards getting to be a place where they have the same things as hetero people like oh. marriage equality. I think they're the type of group I've, that like, don't actually like, don't actually want marriage equality because they're like, don't, why do we want to do that straight thing? Yeah. That's not us. We're just trying to pretend like we're straight people when let's like do our own thing. Sure. So they, uh, also reject the commercialization aspects, the patriarchal patriarchal aspects of modern LGBT life. Patriarchal aspects. Patriarchal aspects of yeah. I don't know what that means. Um, so patriarchy is when uh, dudes in charge. Mm-hmm. An aspect is a, a really hot porn star. Okay. 
Got it. Ass pecked. Yeah. That's his name. Uh, no, it's, I think it's like, even in the gay world, even in the queer world, we have issues of, uh, uh, toxic masculinity and men being stupid heads and they don't like that. Fuck. <laughs> was that my, was a good detailed analysis? Yeah. Patriarchy. is It's not good. Well, it's just all be more. They're like more into femininity and their earth. Um, they have asked. It's also um, a little bit spiritual. Not a little bit. Very like spiritual spirituality. Secular spirituality is like a really important part of this. It's one of the I think the only spiritualness or not. It's not a religion, but like kind of belief system that is it's not gay people and religion like together it is this is gay <laughs> like mm. like one of the foundations is being gay okay um so we're not trying to convert people or we are well we have missionaries there was they do more than just missionary <laughs> position <laughs> they, there was one guy who was the one of the founders who started squabbling obviously when you have a bunch of fairies mm-hmm. coming together there's going to be some squabbling yeah so there was a little bit of an issue where one guy started being a little bit too um, missionarist and missionary, mission, missionary, missionarista. He was a missionarista <laughs> and other dude didn't like him for that. And anyway, so speaking of this, let me tell you about the founders. Come on, fairies, get along. Get, we're all friends here. <laughs> we all just fly around sprinkling pixie dust around. And um, so the founders, so it, uh, formed during the 70s, uh, during the course of the sexual revolution, um, by three people, Harry Hay, Don Kilhefner, and Mitch Walker. Okay. Um, all of whom are Mitch. pretty... Mitch. <laughs> I mean, Mitch Walker, he must have had a terrible life, because there are so many things you can come up like, bitch stalker, like... <laughs> Hitchfucker. <laughs> like, there's so many things you could rhyme with his name that make... Sorry, Mitch. So you've had a hard life. Itchy Mitch. It's <laughs> Mitch the Itch Walker. <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, they're all like really notable people in our community. Uh, Harry Hay was one of the founders of the Mattachine Society. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch, What's that, Kyle? Oh, Mattachine Society. Society started after uh, Stonewall? Nope. Ah, fuck. Before Stonewall. It was one of the first gay the rights 50s. organizations that started in... New York. I think that's with right. A bunch of people that were like gays. Yep. Again, we're so good at gay history. Detailed analysis right here. Okay. So Mitch the Itch Walker, uh, <laughs> in his, this I'm very impressed by. His, uh, he pitched his, for his master's thesis of psychology, he pitched the idea of doing a gay sex guide containing historical information and psychological reassurance. They said, no, you can't do that. (laughs) So he turned it into a book. Um, Oh, yeah. He's like, this is my passion project. Fuck it. I'm making a book out of it. Um, Kill Hefner was one of the leaders in the Gay Liberation Front, um, which is also an early gay rights organization. I think those started forming after Stonewall. um, And the group that uh, this group became a community center, he was the executive director of that group. We should send center. the Gay Liberation Front to the Chechen concentration camps and to liberate them. That's you're you were meant for this. <laughs> this is what you were born to do. It's in your name. You go to the front <laughs> and you gay liberate. 
Yeah. I, the bad thing is I don't think they exist anymore. Oh. So they'll... Sorry, Chechnya. You're staying there. We're going to get them back together again. That's true. Let's get the band back together. <laughs> oh, you're all dead. Okay. <laughs> so that's going to be difficult. Okay. Um, so although they started as... Uh, mostly gay men. It's now uh, generally open to all. And then this one, okay, you'll have to help Wait, me. Wait, so now there's a there, now there's lesbians in it. I think there's all. So they're sorts. getting shit done. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, wow, all we do is float around and think about our dreams, and no one's helping build a website. Yeah. <laughs> Get yep. a lesbian in here. Yep. All those fairies are just fucking each other and yep. making wings. Yep. And, and get the lesbians involved. <laughs> um, okay, so you'll have to help me deconstruct this sentence. So, even though they're inclusive of all, several gatherings still focus on the experience of man-loving men co-creating mm. temporary autonomous zones. Temporary autonomous zones. So, so a location. I'm, I'm, yeah, I was doing this in my head when I read this. Yeah, okay, zone, a location. A location in the, which the, for autonomous. a short period of time you have complete control you over You have complete it. control and co-creating. So I guess like getting everyone in the group we to goose. buy into. We goose. We have control. We goose? That's a Top Gun reference. Never oh, mind. I've never seen that movie. Gayest thing about me. Um, or straightest. I don't know. Anyway. Gayest thing about that movie is the volleyball scene where they're all shirtless <laughs> playing volleyball in the sand. And everybody in the 80s was like, oh, that's perfectly normal. <laughs> no. No. It is, no. <laughs> Gayest so part gay. about that movie? Minutes. Zero through 124. <laughs> uh, credits? Less gay. Mm -hmm. um, no. So, yeah. Okay. Co-creating temporary autonomous zones, I think, is just being a person with other people. Like, I think we have created a temporary autonomous zone. Yeah, but it, I think it carries with it a connotation that like the laws and rules and frameworks provided by society do not apply. That's it's uh, yeah. it's autonomous. You yeah. like I reject of, the laws of I, the land and now I reject everything about the pressures put on us by the rest of the culture. Yeah, which I think like in theory the things they're talking about of like fuck heteronormativity, fuck the like us trying to pursue those interests that's great in theory until you realize, yeah, you are not in an autonomous, like you, you are within the bounds of the law, no matter how much you try to temporarily co-create autonomous zones of influence. My autonomous zone just turned off. <laughs> we are now in a non-autonomous <laughs> zone. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, the downside is like our country has decided legally the recognition of people together will be called marriage. And that's how you get things from it. I want to marry myself. Okay. And then see if I can file taxes jointly. Yeah. With the, me. Hmm. <laughs> how will you hold your own hand? How will you kiss? Okay. Touche. Michael Johnson. <laughs> uh, I was just going to ask how you're going to kiss yourself at your wedding. I don't want it. I don't want to see that. You'd save that for, um, remember um, when Carrie decided to marry herself? And so, uh, that's how she got a replacement for her shoes for this. Nope. Sex in the city. Sex in the city. Some people just heard that and we're like, yeah, I remember You that. said Carrie and I was thinking about the girl with the blood on the Oh, stage. no, no, no. She didn't get any shoes. Um, <laughs> she ruined the shoes she, she had. In fact, <laughs> she has less <laughs> shoes than she started with. Um, Another interesting thing, uh, one of the members said gay culture was an oppressive parody of straight culture, which is interesting. And again, I don't 
necessarily agree with it but um there are some people that just say like let's do our own fucking thing let's put on wings and just be our own group and yeah um last thing i'll say is harry one of the founders um on the website which is like the website is like we don't represent this group because you can't possibly represent again it's like loose so like no one can actually represent it so it's just like here's <laughs> um <laughs> here are all the organizations and websites we know of to like refer to them uh but about harry it said quote please hold the duchess duchess capital d i'm guessing okay that's what they called him which is a very at this point very un- unoriginal nickname for like don't be called the duchess like come up with something creative like mitch the itch okay um please hold the duchess in your thoughts throw oh because he's dead um throw glitter be real with someone kiss a man in public or jack off to help harry have a good transition god i helped him like twice today (laughs) (laughs) well i come glitter so (laughs) i've done two things to help him today good job thank you yeah no like at first i love that idea of like I was like, throw glitter, that's stupid. And then it's like, well, no, it's just like do something that is not expected or not part of what we always do or part of the culture. It's just a bitch to clean up, stand on a tarp. Same it's, rules as when you get into piss play. It's as good as eating a Jesus cracker. Yeah. Is it? I mean, <laughs> what is it makes Jesus? as much sense. Oh, communion. you mean communion. Okay, I thought you bought a new line of Jesus crackers that I was mm. going to have to try. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> They're slightly chocolate, which offends people. Kind of salty. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit salty. Goes well with wine. Um, so those are the radical fairies. Radical fairies. Radical fairies. I want to be a radical fairy. Or I want to try it out. I want to see what radical oh. fairyism is like. I don't think you would do too great at it. Why? I just think they're the type of people that I so love and support. But as soon as they start, like, I don't, in my head, they're prancing around with wings on and no clothes and just saying that the world is love and we don't need to. And you'd be like, but like, do you, have you read the current politics of today? And they'd be like, (laughs) no, we're flying. You know, like, I just don't know that you, and that would necessarily mesh. I would team up with the radical lesbian fairies Yo, that are there, getting the shit done. There you go. That's your group. Radical lesbian fairies. <laughs> Neat. Or just lesbian fairies. Cause... Uh, yeah, what do you have? So uh, there is this idea that fairies are real. Mm-hmm. In fact, there are a couple of organizations dedicated to proving that fairies exist. Oh. They collect photographs and they collect anecdotes trying to prove that fairies are real. In fact, I found an organization, I forget what it's called right now. Um, I should have saved it. But they require that you believe in fairies to join the organization. And so... If they're not called the Peter Pan Society, (laughs) real missed opportunity. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Then another word for fairy is fae. Either F-A-E or F-A-Y. Oh, I didn't know that, like, came from that. Yeah. Uh, Also, I now have no idea how to spell fairy because it's like... F-A-E-R-R-Y is the like old pronun- or spelling. and F-E-R-R-Y is wrong, just so you know. That's well, a boat. Um, hold that thought. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Neat. Um, uh, so within this community of fairy people, there's mm-hmm. a certain segment that... Fairy people. <laughs> there's, this, there's a certain segment that believes that not only are fairies real, but that mm-hmm. sometimes they bang humans and that there's fairy DNA running through the human genome. So some people are a fairy person. Are you just describing an episode of True Blood to me? Yeah. (laughs) I think I saw this episode. When when Anna Paquin like started glowing. Yeah. And like went into a different dimension or something. And yeah, 
she was a fae. She oh. was a fae person. Okay. Okay. So here is from from a from a blog of Tess Whitehurst. Um, I'm going to read her her bio real quick. Hi, I'm Tess Whitehurst, and I believe life is magical. If you believe that too, you found yourself in the right place. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, settle in, and explore my free magical library, also known as my blog, to your heart's content. <laughs> um, okay, so that's it, her about. Yeah, <laughs> I got minimal information about you as a person. Yep, yep. So here are eight signs that you are a fairy person. Oh, I'm gonna be so mad when I, I'm not gonna fit them, but I really want to. Okay. Okay. Eight signs that you are a fairy person. Number one, you feel irresistibly compelled to laugh, jump, squeal, or dance when you see butterflies flying and or dolphins jumping. Hmm. I saw this, like, gif of this guy with this little baby dolphin. It is like, that man wants a little, I want to tickle it. You just squealed just now. No, but but big dolphins, I'm like, eh. You know, like, so it's it's only specific dolphins. I want to know why it says and or. Like, when can you see butterflies flying and dolphins jumping? <laughs> when does that happen? Um, at my new cafe. You know how people have, like, cat cafes and, like, okay. monkey cafes? Yeah. I have a dolphin butterfly cafe. It's soon going to turn into just the dolphin cafe because, surprisingly, dolphins love eating butterflies. You should probably move to Portland if you want that to work, because that yeah. seems like more of a thing. Yeah, that they yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, come pet a dolphin while you're drinking coffee, because that apparently needs to be part of our coffee experience. <laughs> uh, number two, you love shiny and sparkly things. Oh, that's so gay. Sunshine on water, light on leaves, super shiny dimes, and even glittery baubles from the dollar store cause you to feel a transcendent sort of glee. Oh. That's your sparkling fairy essence recognizing itself in the external world. Okay, so fairies just see sparkles and they like lose their shit. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Do you lose your shit when you see sparkles? No, when if I see a glittered bobblehead, I'm like, this is the dumbest shit that we're manufacturing. Why are we wasting our time or breath on this? The last time I saw sparkles was because I did too many poppers. <laughs> <It's just> like... <laughs> and you were like, ooh, and like tried to grab them, but they weren't real. By the way, that's not true. So. I, don't, I don't like poppers. Yeah, but... I know. Okay. Uh, number three, you love dancing and music, which apparently if just if you're a human <laughs> <laughs> i don't really love dancing i always feel very uncomfortable it's true you look uncomfortable when you <laughs> dance <so. laughs> unless i'm wasted number four you have a sweet tooth oh totally me yeah are uh, these just stereotypes about women i don't <laughs> like this sounds like a list of just offensive things people think all women adhere to <laughs> sometimes it seems like you could eat chocolate cookies or another kind of sweet for every meal Okay, I had this conversation twice this weekend with Jack, who's my boyfriend. Your boyfriend, Jack, who was your boyfriend? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, he was like, what do you want? And I was like, let's just get a box of cookies. And he's like, that's not dinner. And I was like, well, it depends how many you eat. <laughs> you could just have cookies and then you get ice cream for dessert. Yeah. I just, I really, I just, I wonder why you're not in a diabetic coma sometimes. <gasps> oh, coming soon. <laughs> I, it's, I feel this appending like thing that's hanging over my brain of like you probably have diabetes so stay tuned well yeah <laughs> great number five you often dream that you can fly well again like part of the human experience is like having dreams where you can fly yeah, but maybe even every night or at least a lot of nights oh. and when you do it feels like the most natural ability in the world oh yeah that's not me either damn it number six the destruction of plants animals the earth causes you literal physical pain 
I mean, maybe animals. When I see animals get hurt, I don't like that's bad. Sometimes I get in these weird moods where I'm like walking on the floor and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, floor. I just <laughs> like it's just my feet are hitting your face over and over and I take you for granted. So, but I don't know, it just doesn't cause me physical pain. Yeah. Mm. Or the floor for that matter, because it's an inanimate object that has no sensory organs that we know of. <laughs> Great. Number seven. You seem to know the medicinal and metaphysical qualities of plants and crystals without anyone telling you what they are. Oh, I don't. I'm like, this is a neat looking one. <laughs> Hold a crystal or hang out with a plant for a second and admire its beauty. Then notice how it starts to communicate with you in a deep and wonderful way that is beyond words. And that is very healing and nourishing to your emotions and energetic body. Notice also how you can begin to glean information about how that crystal or plant wants to help with any number of physical and or emotional challenges. As fairy people, we are wisdom keepers. And all that wisdom needs in order to be awakened is a little bit of conscious, alert communication with the natural world. I've never picked up a crystal and thought, I'm going to have a conversation now. I... The idea of it, great, healing, nature, good, mm -hmm. fun. Mm -hmm. But when you start getting help from a rock, <laughs> like when it starts guiding you in your life decisions and it, you, you're and you're talking to it, uh -huh. like just check, just do a little bit of mind check. Like, am I still sane and here on Earth? Yeah. Or do I need to maybe talk to a, a real human psychologist? <laughs> <laughs> do you need crystals in your life or lithium <laughs> okay number eight you have an irreverent sense of humor oh if everyone is getting too serious about something do you feel irresistibly compelled to laugh and poke fun yes that's why we have this podcast kyle we are fairy people we okay that clinched it like i could do even if i'm only half or none of all the rest i cannot sit in a serious situation for too long without talking about butt plugs or whatever the fuck I'm talking about. Yep. Yep. All yep. right. Yep. Yep. Um, so do you think you're a fairy? I think I have fairy qualities. <laughs> I know that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can communicate with fairies. Mm -hmm. I don't think I am one. I'm like an ally of fairies. Do you think you are? No. You're like the opposite of all those. What's like the opposite of a fairy? B barely. Uh unfairy a saber-toothed tiger I don't know. <laughs> that's, oh yeah 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 like a bald eagle mm -hmm. okay that's um, it okay so since you mentioned it oh god i'm gonna talk about gay head oh god okay they're gonna say butt plugs so here we go <laughs> gay head is fun fun <laughs> well i don't know i've never been it's a side wheel steamer operating as a fairy F-E-R-R-Y. Yeah. Okay, got it. We didn't... We da, just da. said it was about fairies. Ta-da! Okay, but let me tell you okay. <laughs> about gay head. Okay. Um, you don't need to tell me. <laughs> I, I you can tell our listeners if you want okay, to, but okay. I'm, I'm familiar. Listen, I don't think Although, you are. I haven't gotten a good blowjob, like, to completion for I don't know how long. Oh. Like, when we were in New Orleans, I got that... Blowjob that blow I was job. uncomfortably close to? Yeah, and I didn't finish... But like, and it wasn't that good. Oh, really real hammered. I just, all I'm saying is if somebody wants to give me an amazing blowjob, let's do that. Okay. This is the moment. If we were like occasionally fucked, then I, like this would be a very hot moment to be like, just you wait and then like blow you. But that's not, that's not how we roll. So that's not how we roll. So sorry. I can't, I can't help there. 
Yeah, and you have Jack, your boyfriend. Oh, right. Your boyfriend and Jack I'm in a boyfriend. relationship. <laughs> That's the, the main reason, I think. Okay. Um, so, the fairy, gay head, mm-hmm. um, has an engine built by Pussy and Jones Co. No. Yep. Pussy. Pussy. P-U-S-E-Y. Pussy. Pussy and Jones. Pussy and Jones. Got it. <laughs> um, and the gay head deck extends from the stern to the pilot house. I hear it's very impressive. That is something early steamers lacked. Okay. Now, where, you ask, did it get its name? Where did it get its name, Kyle? Whoa, let me tell you. Please do. Gay head is named <laughs> after... <laughs> it's not going to get old. No, it's, it's not. Get... I hope not, because there's more, a lot more of this. Uh, named after Gayhead, Massachusetts. Oh, I do know that. Do you? That's a place. It was. More info to come. So the city got its name because of its colorful cliffs, the Gayhead Cliffs. Um, during the course of the city's... Uh, of the city. It's a very, really small city in Massachusetts. Once Jeffrey Madison investigated the idea of changing the name in the late 1970s, but he changed his mind uh, when older, so it's uh, built on what used to be uh, Native American grounds, and older tribal residents were, he ended up, he convinced them not to change it because they were very fond of gay head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he said, I mean, who's not who, you if you've know, been there, you know, you know, <laughs> you just want to keep the spirit of gay head alive. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that Jeffrey Madison is like, you know, he's like, we should all respect tradition, history, where things come from. And so he wants to Wait, like, like the, the oral history, the oral history. I'm the, the oral history of gay head of gay head. Yeah. He just, he said he wants to do his part to keep gay head traditions alive. Of course. Which is fair. Yeah. Um, and, but eventually they tried in 1991 to change the name. Didn't work. You can't stop gay head. Gay head. It was very persistent mm-hmm. until Uh-oh. 1997. Uh-oh. When actually uh, they changed their, they did end up changing their name back to the original tribal name, um, which the, the tribes were saying uh, the name is Anna. Aquina, 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 Aquina. Um, one of those is right, and so the tribes are the ones saying like, "Hey, let's call it what it used to be." Um, older people that lived in Gayhead were um, not as swayed. Uh, they considered themselves Gayheaders above all. Yeah. Um, yeah. That did not make that up. That yeah. is what the article said. Gayheaders. Gayheaders. I. Mm-hmm feel even though this is very small population i feel like a part of me is a gay header oh yeah you know absolutely you know there's a little bit inside all of us Uh um Mm -hmm. but it did end up changing his name in a narrow vote so as of 1997 it is now it was a slim margin slim it was not a it was not a girthy decision no 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 it was very slight um and so now it's aniqua so that was just an aside about the city. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, the gay head, the, the steamer operating as a ferry operated until 1924. And then it uh, finally gave out because eventually gay head has to come to an end. Yeah. Yep. Gay head runs out of steam at some point. Yeah. Um, I have a different thing, though, to tell you about. That was the the ferry, the boat section of our programming. Back to the other spelling. Okay. Fairy. F-A-I-R-Y. F-A-E-R-Y. F-A-I. I'm going to tell you about fairy godmothers. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Only briefly, because I found it, like, right when I was about to be ready, I saw this, and I was like, ah, fuck, I want to look up a little bit about this. You got distracted by the gay head. <laughs> gay head took up most of my time. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so there was... So, Fairy Godmother, not only is she uh, that bitch in Cinderella, yeah. but it's also the idea of, like, a men a gay mentor. Which, did you ever have, like, a mentor, like, a, a gay mentor that you would consider your fairy godmother? Um, yeah, but he didn't know it. Oh, did that he was gay or that he was your mentor? No, he knew that he was gay. Oh, just okay. when I when I was uh, when I was in the closet and straight, quote unquote, mm -hmm. um, my boss was a out and proud gay man. And I sort of thought of him as a gay mentor. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think I had one really. There was, um, this Karen, uh, academic advisor, no career advisor in the business school when I was there and she became she's awesome she married Mitch the itch and became Karen Walker <laughs> oh, I wish mm -hmm. but that wasn't I don't think it's the same in the same way that's as close as I can think of but yeah. that's not like a yeah, yeah. helping come out or whatever um, so there was a study fairy godmothers and guardian angels a qualitative study of gay mentorship relationship uh, of the gay mentorship relationship by Neil Sharon and Emily Arnold um, and Basically, the takeaways from this is, as we all know, sexually, sexual minorities have a higher risk of everything, all bad. the shitty things that you can imagine, <laughs> including getting thrown into fucking concentration camps. Um, the so this one, because it's qualitative, uh, talked to 27 gay men ages 23 to 64 in San Francisco. So it's more just trying to understand the idea um, with a small group of people. Um, and they found that gay mentorship um, was very related to gay identity integration, not gay identity formation. Okay. Gay identity integration, meaning I'm gay. How do I figure out this gay community, be involved? Gay identity formation they are not making people gay, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But people who... Although, after I started working there, I did come out. After you started working where? With with, oh, with, with my fairy godmother. Oh, so who knows, really? I might not have been gay before that. I, I might just... That might be a totally retroactive memory. Yeah. Yep. We question this study, Neil and Emily. Um. Anyway, but for realsingtons, gay mentorship... Uh, helped support gay identity development, helped connect gay men to other resources, helped them feel part of the community, helped them manage stressors, um, helped have a role model with a positive gay identity. So there's a lot of benefits to having a fairy godmother. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they basically, they said, you know, the idea would be this merits further exploration and further studying. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. I, I hope that nowadays people have like it's it's has been so hard for people to find gay mentors and i think in particular like even when i think about it now having a gay mentor i'm like uh oh what if they start fucking like mm -hmm, and that, mm -hmm. that's really bad that that's where i go to because that's what people that are against gay people think of us but that still jumps to my mind immediately so mm -hmm, i need to like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know stop that association of like you know, if you, if we set you up with a gay mentor, you're all going to fuck, but well, and what if they do? Yeah. I mean, that's not probably not a good, like if you're a person that's your role model and helping you get acclimated to the society, if like you fuck them, then that's probably not great in that 
what if you have some kind of falling out or what if you like something bad happens and then like now your connection to the community just literally fucked you like okay all right um but hopefully that becomes more and more common that you have not that you have a gay mentor that fucks you but that you that people have gay mentors who can help them because it's okay to be out and people are coming out earlier and like although then again if i think about mentoring a like I think I should be mentored by a young gay person. <laughs> I think I could use some mentoring. Yeah. Like they would probably be like, you're fine just the way you are. And I'd be like, really? Uh-huh, 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 but uh-huh, uh-huh. anyway, hopefully more and more people can feel, have mentors and feel a part of the gay community. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not now? Why not? Tomorrow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Uh, that's fairies. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. break. Was that a fairy? A break. <laughs> That's a creepy thing. That fairy definitely fucked her mentee. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Hi, I'm Rob. And I'm Sean. And we are Movie, movie Geek, Geek and, and Proud. Proud. A movie podcast where two gay movie geeks review current and older movies of all genres, good and bad. We also pick titles and share our opinions on films that are either not well known or guilty pleasures. But we are proud of our taste and encourage all other movie geeks to do the same. And it's not just movie reviews on our show. We play games, trivia, movie drafts. We have guests come on and even the occasional skit. You can listen to our show on your favorite podcast apps, including SoundCloud, Podbean, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at MGNP Podcast. And remember, every movie has at least one fan. You're so cheesy. What? How's that cheesy? And every movie does not have at least one fan. Uh, I say it does, and you can't prove it doesn't. You can't prove it does. Yes, I can. That's why we're doing this show. It's like every time you want to start with me, I don't understand. No, you yes, can't. You so can. Saying, I'm no, telling you, they ridiculous. always have to do. You always do this. Movie Geek and Proud, a new episode every Wednesday. Okay, now I'm ready. You are. Yeah. Are you? So are we back? We're back. We're back. Uh, we're gonna do our gayest and straightest. We're gonna do our gayest and straightest. But first, but first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. Our uh, Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and Facebook is all either at Gayish Podcast or slash Gayish Podcast. You can probably find us by searching Gayish Podcast. We have a hotline. We get text messages <laughs> and voicemails. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rates apply. And you can send us an email at gayishpodcast at gmail.com. Um, please rate, review, and rubscribe the three R's. The three R's. Please do those if we've, I know that we've uh, gotten and been continuing to grow, which is incredible. And it is all because of the people that uh, review us and our fucking hard work. Never mind. Y'all bitches have hardly done shit. Why did I? I don't know why I moved into. You just want to be mode. the mean one now. I guess so. Great. No, I'll be nice. Please take the. All of three seconds it takes to press your several buttons. Nah, it's sarcastically. Okay, just do it. Great. <laughs> um, Gaius and Stratus. No. 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 No? Before we do our Gaius and Stratus, I wanted Ooh. to say uh, my depression has been pretty out of control here the last couple of weeks. Oh. And uh, I had a like a serious, like, no one's ever going to love me and I'm going to die alone moment. 
and I think that we were pretty fucked up, but you said something to the effect of you were excited to meet my person because you're certain that he was going to exist and that you were excited to see who he was. And uh, that meant a lot to me. And I've been thinking about it a lot. So thanks. That's really sweet. I don't remember saying that. (laughs) (laughs) But... But I'm. Was that when we played games and like until like six in the morning or yep. whatever? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, I'm yeah. really glad. I mean, even you saying it back to me, I still agree with. I still stand by what I said. Mm-hmm. Um. I probably wouldn't have told you that if because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to give you too much like help or inspiration. Right. But no, I'm. I'm glad that that means a lot. I remember one t- one thing that you said once that stands out to me. Um. Is you said fuck you, Kyle. That's, I mean, it's hard to, that's what you say to me most often. No, one time you, um, you were in your marriage and I was single and you were like, you know what, Kyle, I just don't know how you do it. I, if I were you, I would kill myself. And you still didn't take my advice. (laughs) You, you really did say that to me once. Did I really? (laughs) Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if that's motivational. Like I'm, I'm hanging in there in spite. Uh, tell, tell, tell the audience it was because we're, cause we're, Oh, that's how our relationship that's how we're, is. Yeah. 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 No, that's how we joke. Great. It was real funny. Great. <laughs> I had to counteract your serious thing with, um, you will meet someone who's going to be beautiful. Great. Um, okay. Gay and straightest. Yes. Oh, do we need to, should we talk about that Portland thing yet? If you're interested in meeting us or hearing us live, we are going to be at the Portland Podcast Festival. It's coming up November 9th and 10th. That's a Friday and Saturday. Portland, Oregon. We don't know when we're performing yet, but just book your tickets now, Brazil. Yeah. Great. Um, okay. They liked us. They wanted us to come. We're yep. not even in Portland. That's how fucking good we are. Yep. <laughs> we are not in Portland, but we're still going. Um, maybe on an Amtrak train. Oh, no. I love the train. I know. We're going to die. We're death going to die, but it'll be fun until we do. That should be my motto for life. Like, we're going to die. It's going to be fun until we do. Okay. My straightest thing. Okay. And this is what inspired the revelation that I had about the discomfort of stereotypes. Is okay. okay. I was really excited because I got, I'm one of those asshats that got the new iPhone. Yeah, you did. And did you know that it will take, it will tell you how big your dick is apparently. (laughs) Yeah. You can measure things with it. I haven't tried to do this yet. I did not think about the dick use case of this. Oh yeah. That's which I've been seeing that on the internet. People are like, like send me dick pics and then I'm going to use the measuring function on my iPhone to find out how big it is. And then people were like, but it doesn't tell the truth. It's bad at dick measuring, which I'm pretty sure is because it said a smaller number than they tell people on Grindr. And you can just assume on Grindr, just like, Subtract two, at least two. Two? Yeah. Man, I've not been doing good at gay. I was going to say subtract half an inch to an inch. Nah, two inches. Two oh, inches for sure. That's all right. That's why my profile says 14 inches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way too honest. Um, that's a lie. <laughs> Weird lie. Okay. Anyway, I new was iPhone. new iPhone. I was really excited to get a case. I was not going to consider if that case looked gay or femme or straight or whatever. I was just going to get a case I liked. So yeah. I walked into Kate Spade because they have cute stuff. Yeah. And I looked at the cases and I was very uncomfortable. Okay. This was until I walked in going to be my gayest moment. And then I walked in and was like, I feel awkward. 
plus like the two ladies that work there, there was no one else in there and they were just looking at me. So like, I want people to not be around when I'm looking at stuff. Oh, they thought you were shopping for your girlfriend. I don't think so. I was there with my gay boyfriend, Jack, who's my gay boyfriend. Um, so I don't think there were, I don't think so. Um, but I was looking through and I was like, Oh, this one with all the flowers or this one with the cute birds or this one with the polka dots. And I was like, I can't like, then I started feeling really uncomfortable and like picturing like, what if I had the, the pink one with flowers and uh, like this is your straightest thing yeah like i was very uncomfortable with the how the level of femininity of these things and that's what threw me off and i didn't want to be also they were kind of ugly so there's that too um but there goes our kate spade sponsorship (laughs) (laughs) i mean if they want to sponsor us they have to start by making better shit yeah that's on you ks or whoever's running the stuff now because um oh she did wasn't she the one that killed herself was she even a real person i don't know well i really think she so what fashion icon killed herself recently i think it was kate spade i mean you can you can look this yeah i mean maybe she killed herself because her shit is shitty (laughs) (laughs) yeah suicide by hanging this june shit yeah this was one that like i've been avoiding the the articles about famous people that kill themselves because it just elicits all these dumb people saying, but she ran a company and she like, she had a lot of money or whatever. She was so good. It's like the idea that that has anything to do with depression or suicidal thoughts or suicide is just for anyone with depression. They know how, laughable that is because even when all things are going right yeah depression does not give a fuck yeah um and once i forget if i've told this once a doctor said to my friend she was like very intelligent very researched knows her shit knows herself her body like she she's just anyway she went into the doctor's office and said she wanted this certain test to test her blood levels because she's been depressed and the doctor said that he wouldn't give it to her because uh, she did not look depressed, Ugh. which like as someone who often smiles and as we mentioned, makes jokes about things because they're uncomfortable or things are too serious. Fuck that. Fuck people who think that success or money or fame or talent has anything to do with depression. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah, as you know, I, I have ADD and I'm treated for it. And uh, I early on when I was trying to get a diagnosis and get medicated, I had a psychiatrist say, you don't have ADD because you have a job. You couldn't have ADD if you can hold down a job or something? Yeah, you, you, you have a college degree and you have a job in computer programming. There's no way you have ADD. Sure. Like, great. Um, I wonder how much of that I am going to cut. <laughs> um, gayest thing. I ran into this woman who I met a couple times at like a pride party and like, and she, her gay roommate recently moved. So when I saw her, she gave me a hug and she's like, Oh, you know what? It's just been so hard since my roommate left. And you know, let's hang out this weekend. I just need some queen time. I've been missing my queen time. And no one in the history of me has ever needed queen time and came to me (laughs) i'm not their go-to like queen to like just do queeny things with and so i either was very flattered 
or I thought to myself, she doesn't know me. (laughs) (laughs) And it was definitely the second one. And I was like, I agree, queen. And then I never talked to her again. Oh, what's her name? Kate Spade. (laughs) (laughs) It's very difficult to talk to her after her incident. No, you're my queen. Even that feels doesn't feel right. Queen of fucktopia. (gasps) That is a queenship. I will (laughs) take on queen of gay head. Mm. (laughs) I think they sunk gay head. Great. What about you? Uh, so the straightest thing about me this week, I went to Gay Trivia on Tuesday. I do that a lot at Queer Bar up here on Capitol Hill in Seattle. And dude, Ski, the bartender, the waiter, the server, what the fuck are you supposed to call them? I don't know. The- Came over and is like, hey, do you want another beer? And I said, yes, I do. And did <laughs> finger guns. And then I made the touchdown sign with my hands. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, it was, I have no idea, and but there were witnesses. Like <laughs> jo- Joseph, the gay married priest, and and Chris Bola from the tasting room were both there with me, and and we were all just we all just looked at me, <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, "That's your straightest thing this week." Do people now? Yeah, just say like straight. This is your straightest thing. That's yes. like starting to happen, which I kind of love when people are like, "Oh, that was pretty gay." Or yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the gayest thing about me this week is the the great British baking show is on Netflix and season five, which is actually season eight in the UK. Whatever, Stephen, Stephen, Stephen Carter Bailey is the sort of gingy guy that's on is he one of the hot ones the show yeah oh, okay yeah 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 yeah. just hot mm-hmm. and gay at like legit gay? actually like, legit okay radical gay. fairy yeah is a radical fairy a baking fairy baking. <laughs> yep um and i just i every time he comes on the screen i smile Aww. and i stalked him on instagram and facebook and twitter and then I got really drunk the other night and Facebook messaged him <gasps> and I don't know if he's even, I'm afraid to look and see if he's like seen it yet or you not. You sent him a Facebook message? Yeah. Can we go, can you check right now? Sure. Attention is building. Dun, 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 oh my God. Dun, 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 dun. What if he's your next love? I'm going to be so jealous if you saw, if you fall in love with him in a real way, like where he exists in it too. Nope. He hasn't oh, seen it. Damn it. So this is our call to Stephen McBaker. What's his but, name? But there he is being gay. Mm-hmm. Stephen Carter Bailey. Uh, who's that lady in the picture and why? That is his be- sister and she is totally an ally and oh. a big fan of his and a supporter. And they he's perfect and wonderful. And um, I I want... You want to meet him at Gayhead. I want Gayhead. You want to meet him at Gayhead Cliff. Mm-hmm. Um, That's it. This has been Gayish. A special thank you as always to Charlie Finn for the use of our theme music. And uh, thank you to Gayhead. Thank you to Mitch the Itch Walker. <laughs> and thank you to all the fairies, boat or otherwise, for all you contribute to our transportation and enlightenment. And thank you to all of our listeners, of course, as always. You know, uh, we seriously try very, very hard to read everything that people send in, and I feel like we haven't like it's lately, just so much lately lately uh yes uh thank you for writing in we do our best to read everything but yeah i feel like i've been failing at that and definitely failing at the getting back to people so but just yeah we appreciate all the things you say and all the things you write to us and I'm, i just feel so lucky that other people connect with this message too and it's 
Yeah, thank you. That's it. That's it. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. Bye. Fly away, fairies. That's me falling off a gay cliff. <laughs> you got gay head and then you're like, this is it. hear me as I will sing. Hey, and by the way, do you hear what your words bring? Oh.